All right, you guys, what is up, my little cake pops? We're so happy to be with you guys. Hey. We're back with another episode. Um, would you like to tell them what we're talking about, Kaden? Sure. So this week we're going to be talking um, on a topic that is very close to both of our hearts. Um, it's something that guys and girls struggle with, but mostly just girls. Um, we're going to be diving right into body positivity, um, body image, all of those self-esteem um, issues that come from your looks. Uh, it's something that we've both struggled with, um, but we have different experiences with it. So it's gonna be it's gonna be really good. Um, hopefully, we can share some things that we've learned, some things that we've learned not to do, um, <laughs> and we're just gonna have fun. So let's go. Sure. Um, I'll just start by sharing a little bit of my personal experience. Um, I will say before I start, my mom has been really, really good about not commenting on my looks. Um, I only have sisters. It's six girls at home and she homeschools us. So, you know, the temptation in an all girl family is to make everything very, all, like, all about your looks, um, all about the visual, like, what you're wearing, what your clothes look like, um, how you did your hair that morning, if you are wearing makeup, if you're not wearing makeup, um, <clears throat> so I think for my mom, it was really important to her that that wasn't something that we felt like, um, that we got our value from, so you know, aside from her telling me, like, hey, Kane, you look a little, like, a little not coordinated today, like, that, <laughs> that shirt doesn't go with those pants because black and blue don't go together, you know, like, <laughs> aside from that kind of thing, when I was little, she was very good about um, not ever making me feel like I looked bad. Um, obviously, as you get older, there's some hygiene issues, like, you have to work with, and, like, that's, that's totally fine. Um, for me, it was different than my sisters, though, because I'm the oldest, so my body is naturally larger than theirs. And you're the test child. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> We're both firstborn, so this is very, like, <laughs> this is very relatable. Um, I think I also have a different body type than my younger sisters. I tend to be a little bit thicker, and they tend to be more on the skinny side, and so growing up even though it wasn't reinforced for me by other people a lot of times I felt like I was overweight when in fact I wasn't um so as I've gotten older and kind of voiced those feelings to my mom or my friends um they've been really good about telling me Kane it doesn't matter whether you're skinny or whether you're not what matters is that you're healthy and that you follow God. So, before we get into, like, some more, I don't know, specific topics under the heading of body positivity, that's what I want to stress, is that, ultimately, your looks don't matter. If you are living for the Lord and taking care of your body the way that He would want you to, then <laughs> it really doesn't matter, you know, if you're underweight or overweight. 
um, or how tall you are or any of that. You know, like it just it really isn't that important. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. What about you, Abby? What was your experience? Well, um, I was kind of blessed in that my body never like gained a a lot of weight during puberty um but my skin was terrible and it still is and that's just genetics and I'm fine with that um and I had some influences in my life who were not very understanding because their bodies gained no weight during puberty and they just had beautiful flawless skin um and that's that's great for them but they weren't really willing to accept me with my flaws and they made a lot of comments on my skin and on multiple occasions just wanted to pick at it which is just weird by the way never pick at someone's skin please that's kind of gross it's really (laughs) gross when you have someone come up to you and they're like you have a zit can i pop it i'm like no who does that (laughs) these people i don't know i would not want to touch someone's face like that yeah (laughs) anyways <laughs> um so that that was my main struggle with body positivity was just um my skin now i'm also very pale which does go back to Felt. the skin thing <laughs> <laughs> i'm like a pasty white <laughs> <laughs> i was talking to somebody the other day i was like you do not understand how fully pale you are until you're looking for concealer at walmart and you have to buy the lightest shade that they offer Mm -hmm. and it's still a little bit tanner than your skin (laughs) (laughs) or until like you're shopping for like tights or (laughs) like a nude colored bra and there's what is nude anymore? Like, come on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, like caramel color. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm not realistically this shade at yeah. all. I need white. Yeah. I've been trying not to call myself pale, though, lately. I've been trying to call myself fair. <laughs> because <laughs> it sounds nicer. <laughs> and I don't want people to think that, like, oh, I'm hating on myself by, like, calling myself pale. Like, I am pale. But fair sounds a bit more delicate and like beautiful and pale sounds like you're gonna die of influenza you know (laughs) (laughs) it it doesn't really matter though in the 1800s (laughs) who died from being too pale yeah no i get it Mm -hmm. um yeah that was my main struggle was just with my skin yeah Um, that makes sense yeah yeah i think like you were saying about the influences you had in your life at the time that is very very important like the people that we surround Mm -hmm. ourselves with who are reinforcing or getting rid of these ideas that come into our heads um because the beauty standard is all around us like it's in all the ads it's in all the social media it's on all the books like it's literally everywhere but the beauty standard is not realistic or healthy um and personally I think people are beautiful when they don't meet the beauty standard. Um, I think it's beautiful <laughs> um, just to see different people. Yeah. Like just the differences in people, that is beautiful to me. Yes. Because if we weren't, and I, this is so cliche, but if we weren't <laughs> different, then like, everything would be so boring. Um, 
but let me think I guess I kind of have a personal experience kind of like that. Um, I had a really close friend growing up um, who, like, she wasn't, mm, she did not do any of this on purpose, but she just, she didn't gain weight. Like, she just didn't. And and she never has. No, <coughs> she still hasn't gained any weight. Um, but she always made comments like, oh, I'm, I'm so overweight, or, like, you know, like, or not even saying that she was overweight as much as, like, she just didn't like herself or what she looked like, um, and she would say, oh, I've eaten too much today, or, like, oh, if, if I eat that piece of cake, like, I'm gonna gain three pounds, and I don't think she was ever anorexic or anything like that, I think she just had a distorted view, um, of her body, but, as a kid, I was always bigger than her, um, even though I wasn't overweight, and to hear someone smaller than me picking on themselves and saying that they looked bad was very, very discouraging for a kid. Um, and this is not to say that small people cannot have body dysmorphia. Right. Um, and I think that's something that is a little bit overlooked coming from a smaller person in our society um it is just as hard to find super tiny jeans as it is to find big jeans <laughs> i promise you because people think that if you have a tiny waist you also have tiny thighs and that hurts okay <laughs> jeans should not be painful <laughs> um but yeah we'll touch on that a little bit more later mm -hmm. continue talking well i don't know what else to say say well mm. I'm trying to decide how much I can say. <laughs> um, well, this friend and I have grown apart now. And so it was very interesting to me. The less we started hanging out, the better I felt about myself. And while we were really close, I never would have been able to pinpoint, like, this is why I feel bad about the way that I look. Or this is why I feel overweight. It was just whenever we stopped talking as much, I suddenly felt great um I don't think she did any of it out of spite I think it was out of ignorance um and there's something that I've learned over the past year or so um because I follow this one girl on Instagram I absolutely love her she's um uh I think she's in college right now she's um wanting to be a fitness coach maybe she's great uh has a lot of good advice um but she said, don't ever comment on someone's weight loss or weight gain. Just don't comment on their weight, period. And I know we would never comment on someone's weight gain. But I had never heard of the concept of not talking about someone's weight loss. Because to me, when I heard that, I was like, oh, that's such a positive thing. Like, losing weight is such a good thing. Um... But she explained about it, and it made so much sense to me. Like, if you comment on someone's weight loss to them, that's you saying that they are valuable now because they lost that weight, that they weren't valuable before, that they didn't look beautiful before. Like, if you say, oh, my gosh, like, you just look so great. You're looking really beautiful today. Like, mm -hmm. I could tell you're taking care of yourself. Like, what message does that send to them? that they weren't taking care of themselves before mm -hmm. or that they weren't beautiful before. 
Um, and if we're being completely honest, it's not always a healthy thing to lose weight. Yes, that's a good point. Um, these influences that I was talking about beforehand, they had never really commented on my weight beforehand, but about 2020, they came up to me and they were like, I see that you've lost weight. And at that point, I was unhealthily skinny. And that kind of reinforced some idea into my head of like, oh, it's just because I haven't been eating enough lately. Mm. Maybe this is how it's supposed to be. And I think I got past that pretty quick because I was much more mature. I was finally out of middle school. (laughs) (laughs) We talked about that in our last episode. Middle school sucks. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And I don't, like some people are just naturally going to look thicker but that's healthy for them Mm -hmm. and I think that we need to stress that too yes yeah it sometimes it comes down to genetics like I don't really have the right genetics to be super stick skinny but that's okay like (laughs) and to some extent I actually prefer the way that I look now um I don't know I feel like I'm not explaining myself very clearly this morning (laughs) I feel like because I'm not caffeinated you know (laughs) you need some of my tea possibly (laughs) (laughs) um yeah this is just such a a real struggle for girls and I think it's something that um as a girl you have to work through personally Mm -hmm. um with your mom hopefully and with the lord um because as much as it ultimately does not matter your thoughts about yourself can sometimes influence the way that you act yeah and like you said it ultimately doesn't matter but you still have to convince yourself that it doesn't and that is much harder than it Mm -hmm. sounds and I get that it's harder some days than it is others and I want you all to know that we're here for you Mm -hmm. um especially those girls who are just going through puberty that's a terrible time in every sense of the word. We're so positive about middle school, you I guys. know. <laughs> Listen, I love you guys. And I sympathize with you. <laughs> um, yeah, just like, you're never alone. Mm-hmm. If you, um, for whatever reason, can't talk to your mom, go talk to my mom. <laughs> she or mine. She will give you sound <laughs> advice. I have a nana who adopts literally anybody. So just like, let us know. We have moms to share. We have the resources. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. So how do you think that, um, I know that we both dance together. How do you think dance affected your view of self? Mm. Okay. Um, I will say we were in a dance studio where any body size is accepted. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. 100%. That is not a deciding factor on whether you're going to make it or move up or like you know be promoted anything um which i very much appreciated and when i left dance i was only just starting to become like aware of my body for about a year or so um and i never felt overweight in dance i felt sometimes that i was bigger than the other girls but um Like, I could do the moves, and I enjoyed dancing for the most part, and so, to me, that was more important than what I was like. if I'm not mistaken, you were one of the oldest girls in that class, right? 
Mm, it depends on which class we're talking about. Yeah. I know that, like, most of the time growing up, all the way up until inner one, you were, like, one of the oldest. Yeah, because I did, I did start late, and so yeah. I had a lot of catching up to do. Um, well, you're also, like, just that friend in any friend group, it seems like. You're just, like, <laughs> the, the mom. Yeah, I am the mom friend. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I feel like dance was not a negative thing for me, um, but... Uh, I, I don't know. I don't remember that too much. Um, I know the transition to the theater was really good for me because in theater, um, your body size really doesn't matter or it shouldn't matter. I, I'm sure in like more professional settings, um, what you look like is a better determining factor, but for high school theater, that really doesn't happen that much, um, or it shouldn't happen. And something that's really nice about opera is that typically if you're on the larger size or on the larger side you can sing better mm-hmm. not like that's not an exclusive statement but um that was that was a really good thing for me to understand was like being in theater um doing being able to do the dance moves like being able to sing well was not dependent on what I looked like or how small I was yeah um yeah no theater from the outside looking in I'm not a theater kid seems like a pretty inclusive place it is it seems like a good place to be I'm not a theater kid though I could never be a theater kid (laughs) and like I said I'm sure in a more professional companies there's a lot of like body issues but at the level that I'm at right now I have never felt like for my directors that, um, you know, my weight determined what place I got in the cast, if that makes sense. Yeah. No, and I love that. Um, I don't know. I guess since I've stuck with dance, I was definitely involved in dance when I was having a lot of body dysmorphia issues. Um, And to be fair to me, um, the leotards were not flattering. (laughs) I'm so glad I'm in a class now where I can pick my own leotard. Um, And I never really struggled with feeling like I was big in dance. But I do hate my arms because I'm so (laughs) pasty. Um, And I had to wear a tank top leotard. Those are so gross. I'm sorry. I hate them. Yeah. Um, It was just... I mean, I've never felt like... Um, I was not valued in my dance studio because of my weight. Now, part of that I know is my dance studio because I know that there's such a toxic culture around dance that you have to be a stick to do anything. And that is not the case at all. It should never be. Um, yeah, I mean, we've had people come up and ask and be like, what's up with this? You have all the body types. It's a dance studio. You're not supposed to. And we just keep going back to the fact that, well, the Lord created them. Mm-hmm. And in heaven, they're going to dance. Yeah. Um, We're all created in his image. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the the What we call negative differences um, don't really matter. Yeah. Something that's also very encouraging to me is looking at old artwork. And this c- might come off gross to some people, but <laughs> as a homeschooler, like... You look at old artwork 
And a lot of times when, I think it was the Renaissance era, when um, women were painted or sculpted and they didn't have any clothes on. Um, which Ew. I, I know. I don't know why PG that was a thing. rated <laughs> Don't know why that was a thing. But it's very interesting that um, the artists did not shy away from the fact that women, like, have skin rolls or they have, like you know some skin issues or you know like they have bigger thighs like they did not they were not afraid of that i'm not sure if that was their beauty standard back then or if they were just trying to be real um Mm. and but i think they were trying to be real yeah so the airbrushed photoshopped people that we see um on our magazines or on social media that's not attainable or healthy for mm-hmm. 99% of the population. Yeah. Well, I think this is a good place to call this episode. We definitely have a lot more thoughts, though, which we'll go into on the next episode. Part two, ladies and gentlemen. Part two. We feel so <laughs> official. I know. Like, we're doing a two-part episode? What is this? Shocker. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. Yeah. Um, we've had a blast. I think this is something that is very near and dear to most of our audience. Probably all of our audience in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Um, be sure to follow us on Instagram and we have our video linked in our bio. If you missed our last episode, it was on being awkward. And I think that's a good transition into this body positivity topic. (laughs) So if you want to, um... Go head over there and listen to that. Um, We love you guys so much. We hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. And week. (laughs) Bye. Bye.